Thank you for joining in for this City Lights Church podcast. We're a new church in the north of Brisbane, and you can find out more about us at www.citylights.community. We hope that this podcast encourages you in your journey of following Jesus. Today I'm going to share just a shorter message and uh, there, there may be a level of faith and needed for that, but no, it's true. I'm not going to preach as long as possible. And I want to continue our series called Living on Empty. Now, I think all of us know and feel some of the pressures that are going on in the world right now. We feel some of the lack of physical resources, some of the lack of emotional resources, some of the tiredness, the weariness, the anxiety that is going on in our society. I would say, I don't know if you would agree, that there's a bit of a mood of weariness in our society. There's a couple of things that are driving that. Um, There's financial pressures. The cost of living is going up for many people. Uh, We have different uncertainty, even around political events, around COVID, uh, around what's next for the economy. And then we also just people are feeling a little bit more tired. These things are uh, in terms of the pace of life and all the different things that are going on. And so there are two ways usually that people are dealing with this. And the first way is this, that Sometimes we want to remove anything that is causing pain or anxiety in our lives. So if something is causing pain, anxiety, a person or a thing, our go-to is if I can remove that person or that thing or that situation from my life, then I will be better. So this is a general approach to life. So if anything is causing me pain, it must be the enemy. It must be removed from my life. That's one general approach. The other general approach is this. I'm just going to tough it out. I'm just going to uh, put my head down. I'm just going to grind it out. A word that we would use is we would be stoic. We would just say, hey, it doesn't matter what my emotions are saying. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter what my body is saying. I'm just going to grind it out. So two main ways. And I think that For many of us, we feel a little bit of fragility, like an egg. And we think that if things don't go our way, we are going to fall and we are going to break and we're going to stumble. But today, I want to talk about a third way. We've got two main ways that society uh, deals with it. The removal of pain, where anything that I feel that causes me pain is the enemy, Or the other one that just says, I ignore my body, I ignore my feelings, and I just uh, soldier on like a good soldier. But I want to say there is a third way, and there is a type of strength, there is a type of uh, joy, there is a type of something that is going on that allows us, even though we feel we're fragile, even though we feel things might break, for actually us not to break at all. And so this is what I want to talk about. And here's what I propose. That 
there is another issue that not many people are talking about and not many people are focusing on, and that issue is spiritual depletion. And let me talk about this. This is a term that a friend of mine, a pastor, uh, Chris at City Point, great church on the south side, uh, was talking to me about the other day uh, when we caught up. And I'm talking about things that can't be fixed with a pay rise, can't be fixed with a different job, can't be fixed with a holiday. I'm talking about the deeper things that are going on that are depleting us, that are having other external effects, but are actually internal things. There are deeper things that are causing us anxiety and pain. There are deep fears. Can we be honest? There are deep fears that we hold about ourselves, about our future, about what's going to happen next. There is regret. There is inner turmoil as we deal not just externally but internally with some of the consequences of the decisions that we have made. And the effect is that it stops our peace, it stops our progress, it stops our purpose, and I would call this spiritual depletion. Let's have a look at this scripture from John chapter 15, and Jesus is speaking about this topic. And he says this, Remain in me, and I will remain in you, for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I'm the vine, you're the branches, those who remain in me, and I in them will produce much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. What does that mean? Apart from me, you can do nothing. Well, Jesus is saying you can't do anything of eternal or lasting value apart from Jesus. And anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples This brings great glory to my Father. So let me break this down. We're talking about vine branches and fruit. Now, in this time when Jesus was spoken, vines are everywhere. Everyone knew about vines. Everyone has uh, more access to, is more involved in agriculture. And so you're seeing vines everywhere, predominantly grapevines, used for a whole bunch of things that people are involved with. It's an agricultural metaphor. And so what Jesus is talking about is the flow of life in three stages. Okay, first is vine. All right, vine is the source of life. It goes down into the nutrients. It goes down into the ground, right? The next is the branches, all right? So out of the vine come the branches. And there are two pictures in this passage about branches. One is a branch which is severed from the vine. And you've seen that. Or perhaps you've had uh, some people here I know are really good with pot plants. Anyone who's not so good with pot plants. And so you've seen the effect of something that is brown and brittle. And essentially, it becomes worthless, right? It's... There's nothing that you can, it is completely died. It is severed, it is brittle, it's disconnected, dry, lifeless, fruitless, and eventually useless, right? This is an agricultural fact. When something has been disconnected from the vine or from the energy source, it becomes 
fruitless and useless. Then there is another picture here about the vine, sorry, about the branch, a branch which is connected to the vine, which is flourishing. It's thriving and it is producing fruit. What is fruit? Right? Fruit is portable life. Fruit is the transfer of life from the ground, from the vine to the branches in a portable form. Have you ever thought about how amazing fruit is, like the natural packaging that goes into fruit, right? So you've got a banana that you can peel and there's no artificial colors, flavors or preservatives. It's God's packaging and it's bright colors. It's beautiful. Or you've got an apple which has this kind of outer skin which protects it from going brown. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And grapes and so on and kiwi fruit. Any kiwis in the building? And so God has designed this, but think about it. It is designed to leave the branch and to give life elsewhere. It is portable life. You and I could live for the rest of our lives on fruit, fruit and vegetables, right? We could because, and it's not designed to stay there. It's designed to get to a point where it's matured, where it actually leaves the vine or leaves the branch And it actually goes with a purpose to give life. This is God's intention for us. That our connection to the vine in a branch would allow us to be in a position where over time we produce something that is designed to give away that doesn't leave us for the worse. Healthy branches produce fruit and can still remain healthy. They they give life without sacrificing their own life because that is what they are intended to do and that is what God has intended for you and us. That we are givers of life, just like a fruit. That we have portable life that is beautiful, that is packaged, that is unique, that has flavour, that has colour. And we are called, Jesus says, you are called as a follower to give life to someone else without it costing you, without it depleting you. But the key is this. The key is connection. Now, we're talking about real fruit, but the Bible also talks about spiritual fruit. Galatians 5, here's what it says. But the Holy Spirit... These are signs of spiritual life. How do you know that you have spiritual life that is fruit that is coming from you? It's these things. Produces this kind of fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That I would say that these regardless of whether you consider yourself a Christian, I would say that these virtues or these truths or these behaviors they are universally accepted as good. Would you agree? That if someone is kind, that if someone is gentle, that if someone has self-control, that if someone is patient, good and faithful, you would say, yeah, I think we would all agree that these are universally accepted as good. And this is part of our goal as a Jesus follower, that I want to connect myself to the vine as a branch and through the process, the organic process, I want to allow that life to flow out of me. Now, what happens when we don't connect to the vine? The answer is spiritual depletion. And here's what spiritual depletion does. It leaves us dry 
and fragile with nothing to give. Right? Dry and fragile with nothing to give. Why? Because we've disconnected from our intended life force. When we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, that list, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, I would say that physical and emotional health in itself, that's good, but it's not a guarantee that that will produce that kind of fruit in your life. There is another level, another zone And spiritual depletion happens when we take our eyes off Jesus, we take our eyes off eternity, we focus just on the here and now, we focus just on what feels good or we focus just on getting through, but there is another way. And the third way is this, it's spiritual connection as the antidote for spiritual depletion. Spiritual connection as a powerful life force that's flowing through every area of our life and organically producing fruit. So uh, I went when I was in uni. Um, I was probably I started uni probably about eighteen, seventeen, eighteen, and uh, I I didn't have a lot of money. Did anyone have like a season in their life when they didn't have a lot of money? And so after church, we used to um, all the the YWMers over here. I was like, yeah, come on. <laughs> This is the best sermon I've ever heard. <laughs> All right. So we, at our, we would have our morning service and then the beach was about 45, 50 minutes away. And so we would jump in the car and my mum uh, let me use uh, Mitsubishi Sigma. You'd probably have to Google it to see like petrol and oil at the same time, filling them up. And so uh, she would let me have that car. And so I would drive to the beach, but... As I was driving to the beach, I would be hoping that my passengers would give me petrol money. I was like, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm hoping they offer. I'd go fill in. I'm hoping they'll say, oh, here's $5 petrol money because I didn't have a lot of money at that time, right? And so, but in spite of that, I never ran out of petrol. In spite of that, I didn't have a lot of money, but I never ran out of petrol. My first job, real job at a university, was in sales, and I had a company car, right? So it was a Ford Falcon station wagon, all right? Did the job. I got the girl, right? So I don't know. <laughs> had a cage in the back, and so you could put all the stock and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so I had this car. So they would give me the car, but they, would also, they also gave me a fuel cart, and Unlimited fuel, right? So if I wanted to go on a trip or a holiday, I could still use that fuel card. They're like, yeah, no worries. Just like whatever you want, personal use, whatever you want. In the first two months of having that car, I ran out of petrol three times. Why? Partly because when it got to, when the dial got to like 30, uh, 25 kilometers less, uh, left the, uh, the petrol gauge, I ran out. Ran out of petrol. That's part of the reason. That was maybe part of the reason for the first time. But I just kept doing it because I just kept pushing and pushing and I lived a busy life and I was like, I've just got to go a little bit further and I don't want to stop and I don't want to interrupt my schedule and I've I've got to go to this appointment, I've got to go to this call and it happened three times. Now, whose fault was that? 
had this car, had this fuel card, right? I didn't need any money in the bank. That was my fault. And here's what I want to say is that many of us are guilty of what I would call random acts of spiritual connection. We are guilty of not regularly pausing, stopping, having a habit where we allow the energy and the life flow of God, which is actually free and unlimited, right? Here's, a, here's, a, here's an amazing thought. Anytime I'm ready to pray, God is ready to listen. doesn't seem right. That's true. That's one of the, the beauties and mysteries of God. Anytime I'm ready. He's God, I'm not. Oh, God, I'm ready to pray. Okay. He's like, let's talk. How amazing is that? How generous is God? How good is God? But we are often guilty of random acts of spiritual connection. And here is the importance of spiritual connection. And the idea, John 15, the first part, says, Remain in me and I will remain in you. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We were created to dwell with God, to live our life in partnership with God, to stay with God. And sometimes our attitude for those that are Jesus followers is we have a calendar approach to our relationship with God and say, oh God, like, okay, this is, this is what I'm looking, this is where, where I got, right? And I'm not at all saying we don't have to schedule time. But think about this, when Rebecca and I have been married for uh, 18 years, uh, 19 this year, is that correct? <laughs> I've got it, got the date on the inside of this ring. I don't have the lights bit out, but I can check. That's what I'm saying. I know. A long time. Amazing. When we were get, about to get married, we didn't get our calendars out and try and work out some kind of agreement we decided to create a new life together. This is the power of life with Jesus, that you decide to create a new life together and that you, just, that you say, hey, I'm going to think about you during the day. I'm going to invite you into spaces in my life. It's not just about coming to church or going to connect group or or necessarily like all those things I, I, we have to have, right? But it's about this idea that God has called me to abide in him, to remain in him. And sometimes we are just so random in the way that we engage with God that it leaves us dry and brittle and it leaves us fruitless. A couple of reasons. It doesn't always feel good and we're tired and all those things. But here's what I'm saying that is there is a type of life which is fl- both flourishing for you but allows you to give life to others in the way that you're intended that is available to us. Now today we're celebrating baptisms. Today we're celebrating new life. We've got people who are making these bold public de- declarations, which is awesome. And here's what they're saying. I want to create a life with Jesus. I'm going to invite Naomi back. 
You and I were called to remain. We are called to abide. And so today, if you would say, as I have from time to time, hey, Andrew, I would be guilty of random acts of spiritual connection. I would be guilty of plugging myself sometimes not firstly into Jesus. Jesus wouldn't be my priority or my center. That in times I would be plugging myself into other things, other lesser things. I would be seeking comfort rather than connection. I would be seeking things that make me happy rather than things that make me healthy. And there is a deeper and greater sense of fulfillment, of peace, of life in your spirit that can take a deep breath. I'm home. I'm home with God. But like everything organic, it needs to be cultivated. There's consistency. There's patience. There's priority. And so this is what God is calling us to do. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for this brilliant opportunity to remain in you. Lord, help us to see that everything that we feel, everything that's going on is not just limited to what we can see and what we can experience, but there is a deeper peace available to us. The presence of God is available to us. The Spirit of God is available to us. You have called us to create new life with you at the center. Lord, I pray that people wouldn't feel condemned, but they would feel encouraged, they would feel energized, that there is such an amazing opportunity available to them in Jesus. And we thank you for that. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about City Lights Church at www.citylights.community.